You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here as always. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Make sure to visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. I've got some fun topics of conversation to dive into in today's episode. In our first segment, I'm going to take a look at some of the Big Ten scheduling news that a couple of other teams around the conference are lining up for their future schedules. Some thoughts on whether or not Penn State could have some interesting schedule news to come as well. Coming up in segment number two, is State College a better basketball city than you thought? There is a new ranking that has been making the rounds lately. I know I touched on it on NittanyLionsWire.com yesterday. But is State College a better basketball city than you thought it was? There's one ranking that suggests, yeah, it might be. And in our third and final segment of today's episode, we're going to continue taking a look at the upcoming schedule for 2021 as far as Penn State football is concerned and see if we can make some predictions for those November kickoffs. We've already done September. We've already done October. Now we're going to do the final month of the season. That'll come up in segment number three. Before we get started, I want to make sure you are following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you prefer. We're especially big on the Odyssey app right now. If you haven't made the change from radio.com to Odyssey, now is a great time to do that. Update your app on your phone, get the Odyssey app, and make sure you're following Locked on Nittany Lions. Follow Locked on Big Ten. Follow Locked on Today. Follow all the great content we have across the Locked on Podcast Network. And of course, check out all the many radio stations that are affiliated with Odyssey. And there's there's so many options for you on the Odyssey app, so you've got to make sure you get that one today. Also, of course, we are available on all major podcasting platforms. So if you prefer Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, we're there. We're available. Make sure you follow on your preferred podcasting app and leave us those five-star ratings and reviews. Take a screenshot of that and tweet it to us, and we are going to give you a shout-out on the podcast, on social media. What more could you ask for? All we ask for you is to send us your five-star reviews. Make sure we know what you have to say about the podcast. And we want to give you a shout-out, give some props, and give some love back to the community as we continue to grow this podcast moving forward. So follow rate, review, all that good stuff. And of course, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. You can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And we're also available on Instagram and on Twitch, both using the username of LockedOnNittany. So some really interesting scheduling notes from around the Big Ten that I saw popping up over the last 24 hours or so. And we'll get to the Penn State in just a moment. But one of the big home-and-home series that I saw making its way around the internet right now is Ohio State and Oregon. They have agreed to an upcoming home-and-home series that will be played a little bit in the future. 2032 and 2033 is when this series is lined up. And that's just one of the things where schools like Ohio State and Oregon, Penn State, they're scheduling home-and-home series years and years in advance. So it's obviously when you get a home-and-home deal, it's very likely that you're going to have to wait a while for it. You know, this Auburn series that we have coming up where Penn State starting this year, I think that was announced five years ago. Uh, this Ohio State-Oregon home-and-home uh, home series, obviously going to wait a little bit longer. But it's pretty cool to see that these two schools have agreed to another home-and-home home deal. Obviously, they're going to be playing this season. They were supposed to play last season, but the pandemic, of course, uh, wiped out conference play in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So we lost out on an Ohio State-Oregon matchup last year. We will get this one in this year, knocking on wood as I say that, of course. 
And now we have another Ohio State Oregon series to look forward to in the future. And that's pretty cool. And props to Ohio State for scheduling more and more of these home and home deals with schools like Oklahoma. They've done Texas in the past, USC in the past. Uh, I think they've got Alabama coming up on the schedule soon, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or maybe Georgia. I, I forget which one. I think it might be more. Maybe it's both. I don't, I don't know. But I do think that it's pretty cool to see programs uh, of that caliber signing up for home and home deals like this. And I would love to see Penn State get more of these on the schedule as well. Obviously, we've got Auburn to look forward to starting this year. Uh, we missed out on Virginia Tech, obviously, last year. That game got canceled, and it doesn't look like the uh, other game is going to be uh, made up at any point. And it doesn't look like there's going to be any indication that uh, Penn State and Virginia Tech are going to sign up for another deal anytime soon. But that's unfortunate. But I do think that you have some fun games to look forward to if you're a Penn State fan. West Virginia coming up in a home-and-home -home deal. Really, that's it. <laughs> Auburn and West Virginia. That's pretty much the marquee non-conference matchups to look forward to in the coming years. Obviously, Temple's going to be in the rotation every now and then. But there's no big-name home-and-home deals outside of Auburn and West Virginia. Virginia Tech would have been one, but obviously that has been thrown to the wayside. So I would love to see Penn State and Virginia Tech get back together, work the phone lines, work the emails, whatever it is they need to do to get those heads back together and get this series off the ground once again. Because Penn State fans and Virginia Tech fans, I think were genuinely disappointed that the game wasn't able to be played last year. And there's even more disappointment, I think, in not being able to look forward to a game that was going to be the continuation of that home-and-home -home deal. Penn State has already rescheduled some of the games with some of the other non-conference opponents they had last year. Uh, what was it? Nevada and San Jose State. They are both being reworked. Or, I'm sorry, it was Kent State. Uh, but those games have already been rearranged. So, Penn State is going to make good on those one-game deals with those uh, group of five programs, which is good for not just San Jose State and Kent State, but also good of Penn State to reach out and make sure that those schools were not going to be missing out on an opportunity to cash a paycheck from Penn State. I mean, play in Beaver Stadium. Uh, but I do think I would love to have seen Penn State and Virginia Tech make more of an effort to get those games rescheduled as well. Maybe they are behind closed doors. Maybe there is some silent conversations that we're not privy to. But all the indications that had come out from Virginia Tech uh, in the last couple of months suggest that both schools are kind of moving in different directions. As I said, non-conference matchups for power programs like Penn State, Virginia Tech, Ohio State, Alabama, they fill up pretty much years and years in advance. So it's difficult to reschedule a game and have it uh, played fairly soon. So if we are going to see Penn State and Virginia Tech ever, <laughs> uh, once again, hopefully, it's not going to be for a while. I've said that before. I have no reason to suggest otherwise. But in the meantime, I would love to see Penn State reaching out to some other good marquee programs that are out there and sign up for some of these home and home deals. In fact, I would love to see Penn State play in one of those uh, preseason kickoff kind of games, kind of like the old kickoff classic in the giant stadium. Uh, I think Penn State would be a great fit to play in one of those Chick-fil-A kickoff games uh, down in Atlanta. Uh, if you want to head down to Dallas and reunite with Michael Parsons for one of those games in Arlington, I'm not opposed to that at all. I think Atlanta would be a lot of fun, though, and I think that it would be great to see Penn State play in one of those kinds of games, but I would love home-and-home -home deals with college football programs that pack a raucous environment and a bucket list item. They're going to get that next year at Auburn. It'll be nice to see them go back down to Morgantown when that West Virginia series kicks back up again. 
Would have loved to have seen Penn State in Lane Stadium down in Blacksburg. Maybe we'll get it someday. Uh, as you know, Virginia Tech and Virginia, those are home-and-home -home deals that never really got off the ground or were completely punted on in the midst of it. So maybe we just don't see Penn State schedule any games with teams from Virginia ever again. On Friday, I'm taking my car in to get my tires rotated, and I already know I'm going to go in there with a stern face, and I'm not going to allow these guys to upsell me on anything because I get everything else I need for my car at rockauto.com. Rock Auto isn't going to come out and rotate my tires for me, but they will have the tires that I need in stock for my car and your truck. It doesn't matter what you drive. All you have to do is go to rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have specifically for your vehicle. That's right. You don't have to walk into a store. No pushy salespeople that may make you feel a little uncomfortable or maybe just make you feel pretty dumb. And no flipping through those catalog cross-reference guides in the middle of an aisle looking for the right exact model for your car or truck. Because rockauto.com, they make it simple, they make it easy, and they make it affordable. That's why they've been doing this online for customers for 20 years. It is difficult to run an online business for 20 years. Rockauto.com has done that. They are a family business, and they continue to serve auto parts customers everything they need with the most easiest and straightforward ordering process available online. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're gonna get back to some football schedule stuff later on in this podcast, but I wanna flip the page over to college basketball. I know, it's the middle of May, the temperatures are warming up outside. I know I was only able to get my dog out for about a three-fourths of a mile walk before I started recording this podcast because it's just too darn hot out there. She doesn't wanna do it, I don't wanna do it, but we had to do it. But I throw this topic out there because I had some fun with this over on NittanyLionsWire.com. I put together the ranking of Big Ten basketball cities ranking them from best to worst. And in the interest of full disclosure, I actually based this off of the list that was published by Wallet Hub. It was actually released back in March, but I just happened to get an email link to it. I guess they're trying to kick up some dust about it, and it was certainly making the rounds. I know Corey Geiger uh, also kind of commented on some of the Big Ten rankings, but uh, over on NittanyLionsWire.com, I put together a listicle of the ranking as just as far as the Big Ten teams were concerned, or the Big Ten cities, I should say. They don't necessarily say Big Ten schools or you know actual college basketball schools. They're actually focused on the city. So this comes from Wallet Hub, which is like a personal finance website. Uh, if you have any advice that you need for, I guess, go there. I never really heard of them before this list, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be catching some eyeballs now. So good for them. But they use a couple different metrics to determine which college basketball cities in the country are the best, which ones are the worst. And it's not necessarily just the success of a college basketball program, although there is kind of a one-to-one -one correlation for the most part in success of a basketball program and the city they reside in. Obviously, some are pretty obvious. Durham, North Carolina was number one on the list. Lexington, number, <laughs> Kentucky, number two on the list. Uh, Duke and Kentucky, if you need some help with your college basketball geography, those are one and two. Not too surprising there. So, of course, I was very interested to see where exactly does state college rank. Because as much of an outsider from Penn State basketball I am, I understand there is a loyal fan base 
for this basketball program. And I wish nothing but success under a new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury. But I don't think I need to tell you that Penn State basketball is not exactly the same kind of pedigree as some of the other programs around the Big Ten. Uh, watching games on TV, it just looks like it's a completely different atmosphere compared to some of the best environments, not just in college basketball, but really just about everywhere else in the Big Ten. I always feel bad for Penn State basketball when it is shown on TV because the Bryce Jordan Center, I don't think lives up to the hype, at least not through TV. Maybe you guys feel differently. But I will say this, when I was reviewing the ranking from Wallet Hub and taking a look to see where State College was, I wanted to know where it was compared to other Big Ten programs. I was shocked to see just how many schools in the Big Ten that State College comes in ahead of. Now, East Lansing, Michigan, that comes in at number one. I don't think there's really too much debate there. Followed by Blooming, I'm sorry, College Park, Maryland, uh, coming in at number two among Big Ten teams. Uh, Michigan State was actually number three overall. Uh, so pretty good college basketball city, I would guess, in East Lansing. Bloomington, Indiana is 13th overall. That's third in the Big Ten. Ann Arbor, Michigan coming in at number 23 overall, fourth in the Big Ten. Iowa City, Iowa coming in at number 32 overall and fifth in the Big Ten. Champaign, Illinois coming in at 38 overall and number six in the Big Ten. So where is State College? Well, you don't have to go too much further. This list ranked State College as the 116th best college basketball city in the country. And considering they rank uh, close to 300 schools, you can kind of tell it's somewhere sort of in the middle. Maybe, I guess, the upper half. I forget exactly how many schools there were. But, you know, it's kind of in the middle of the boat, I think, as far as uh, college basketball cities are concerned. And number eight in the Big Ten. Notice some of the schools I did not mention yet, though. And that's what surprised me. Because coming in at number eight is pretty good i think and that may actually be better than i anticipated but it's ahead of columbus ohio which comes in at number 118 overall so they're pretty close as far as the overall rankings concerned comes in ahead of lincoln nebraska i don't think there's too much shock there uh comes in ahead of madison wisconsin which comes in at 219th overall in the ranking of best college basketball cities uh that's good for 11th in the big 10 Wisconsin is a good college basketball program, but the more I started thinking about it, they're probably taking into consideration the cost to attend a game, cost to travel to a game, uh, the, the overall actual environment around the game. Do you really want to travel to Madison, Wisconsin in the middle of January or February for a college basketball game? Unless you're a Wisconsin diehard, probably not. And I think that that's part of the uh, conversation that comes into this when you're putting together this ranking. You know, going to State College isn't necessarily a, a, a fun trip either in January or February, but uh, it's a little bit colder in Wisconsin, I guess, which is why they're coming in at 219th overall. Minneapolis, Minnesota comes in at 264th overall. So I, you can basically say the same things about Minnesota that we just said about Wisconsin. And Minnesota's not a terrible college basketball program, right? And, you know, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm misguided here. But I was a little surprised that Penn State, or I should say State College, came in ahead of Columbus, Ohio, and Madison, Wisconsin. Those are two cities that have had some pretty successful college basketball seasons in very recent memory. Uh, Wisconsin's been into the Final Four. Ohio State has been one of the top teams in the Big Ten you know, as early as or as recent as this past season. So it's very interesting to me all the analytics that go into determining this ranking. By the way, uh, Evanston, Illinois, home of Northwestern, that bottomed out the Big Ten. They did not have 
Piscataway, New Jersey listed in here, home of uh, Rutgers, obviously. So I'm wondering if Rutgers is flying under the New York City banner, which I think New York was in the top 10. It might have been number six, if I recall correctly. But uh, I did not include that because they didn't have Rutgers's uh, main city listed there. So for whatever reason, that was kind of weird, especially since they list like five or six different cities in New Jersey. None of them are Piscataway, New Jersey. So maybe I missed something there. If I misinterpreted that, you know, so be it. Let me know. But I do think it was very interesting seeing State College coming in ahead of Columbus and Madison. I was very surprised to see that. And that's why it tells me that maybe Wild Hub knows something that we don't. Or maybe you just didn't go for them for sports advice. Real quick, I want to take a look at the NBA championship odds courtesy of Bet Online right now because obviously the NBA play-in tournament has been pretty fun. How about uh, LeBron James the other night with his big three-pointer towards the end to lift the Lakers over the Warriors. Of course, the NBA playoffs are going to get underway very soon. Now is a good chance to cash your pick right now for who's going to win it all. The favorite on the board, according to Bet Online, are the Brooklyn Nets at plus 200, followed by those Lakers at plus 375. You can also get the Clippers at plus 600 or the Utah Jazz at plus 700. Me, I'm riding with the Philadelphia 76ers at plus 800. Trust the process, baby. And I think it's going to deliver uh, the long-awaited NBA title to the city of brotherly love. Of course, BetOnline has odds for every team still in the running for an NBA championship this year. So make sure you go to BetOnline.ag. Check out all the latest future odds for the NBA. You can also check out college football future odds. You can check out Major League Baseball odds. Stanley Cup playoffs are going right now. They've got you covered there as well. There's really nothing that BetOnline doesn't have options for you to place some bets on. So go to the website right now, whether you're on your desktop or your laptop or even on your phone betonline.ag sign up for a free account and then make your initial deposit but don't forget to use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and betonline is going to give you a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that is free money folks that is an unlimited uncapped 50 percent bonus as well so you do not want to miss out on taking advantage of that opportunity and don't forget to listen to locked on bets they'll help you place some of the smartest wagers you possibly can so you can cash in on that 50 percent welcome bonus one more time use the promo code locked on at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts Earlier this week on the podcast, we took a look at predicting some kickoff times for Penn State's September schedule. We continued that with a look at predicting some kickoff times for the October schedule. So what better way to continue that conversation than by predicting kickoff times for all four games in the month of November? Now, right off the bat, I'm going to say that there is going to be no primetime game in the month of November. I don't see it happening. We could be talking about 4.30 or maybe even 6 o'clock if you want to consider that primetime. But here's how I see it all playing out. Now, Penn State will be coming off a primetime game at the end of October at Ohio State. I think it's going to be a noon kickoff the following week on the road at Maryland. I really do think that Penn State is going to be a very good team this year, a team that is capable of playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game. So there is a possibility that that kind of profile could elevate this game to a 3:30 kickoff, and that would be especially be true if Maryland has already strung together some wins. I haven't really taken a deep dive into Maryland's schedule up to this point, but I do think that we are looking at a very likely noon kickoff 
probably on Big Ten Network. Although if Maryland is strung together some wins, it could bump it up into a more national or regional uh, coverage time slot. But I think a noon Eastern kickoff at Maryland seems to make sense for me right now. And this is a revenge game situation, of course. I know Maryland beat the crap out of Penn State last year. I get it. But I do think that top to bottom, Penn State is still a better team. They are a deeper team, and they are more talented in more positions. So I think last year was kind of an aberration. It was just one of those crazy games, crazy years for Penn State. I think now with the benefit of going through a more normal routine, I think Penn State will be just fine in that game. I do worry about the uh, the layover or the, uh, the hangover from a game against Ohio State, but I don't think it's going to take much to get Penn State motivated for this game. I still think it's going to be a new kickoff. Let's move into November 13th. Penn State, Michigan. This is typically a good recipe for a primetime game. However, because we're getting into the middle of November, I think it's a little bit more unlikely that we see this game go into primetime. I won't necessarily rule it out entirely, but we could be talking 3.30. We could be talking about 6 o'clock. It's probably in that that time frame where it kind of gets fluctuated around a little bit because they still want a primetime atmosphere, but maybe they don't want to go full primetime. So that's why a 6 o'clock, maybe even a 5.30 start. It's kind of weird, but I think it could be out there. How about a 4.30? How about 4.30 work for everybody? Can we do that? I still think it's going to be 3.30. I think by the time you start a 3.30 game, you get into that second half, it's still going to look like a nighttime game, and I think it'll still look pretty cool on TV. So I'm going to go 3.30 for the Penn State-Michigan game. I won't necessarily rule out entirely a primetime slot. I just don't really feel all that confident about it. But I will say, going back to a conversation we had earlier this week on the podcast, still think this is a whiteout game. I absolutely feel like this is going to be a whiteout game. No matter what time it is played, I think you're going to get that white out experience. And if you start the game late enough, even if it's at 3.30, I still think it looks awesome on TV with the nighttime lighting and the white out crowd. I think it's going to be a white out game. I'm just going on record right now saying that. Let's go to the next to last game of the season. It's another home game for Penn State on November 20th against Rutgers. Again, this has noon kickoff written all over it. We'll see where Penn State is at the end of the season. We'll see if Rutgers has shown some improvement in another year under Greg Schiano by the end of the year. We'll see what kind of team they are uh, coming into the, the final stretch of the season. I don't know if this is necessarily a Rutgers team that's just going to be kind of going through the motions ready to pack it in for the year. I think they could potentially be playing for something. They could be playing for a bull bid if things go well for them earlier on in the year. But I don't think that they really stack up against Penn State. I know Penn State didn't really blow the doors off of them last year. They may not again this year. But I do think this is, once again, another example where Penn State is that much further ahead of Rutgers. As much as uh, the optimistic viewpoints are coming in for Rutgers right now, they just got a big commitment on Thursday uh, from an offensive lineman from the state of New Jersey. Another nice quality addition for Greg Schiano in the recruiting class for 2022. But it's 2022. This is 2021 we're talking about. On November 20th, I think Penn State is still significantly further along than Rutgers. Still think this is going to be a noon kickoff for the Penn State Indian Lions and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Which brings us to the final game of the season in the number one college basketball city in the Big Ten, East Lansing, Michigan. Penn State going on the road, closing out the year for the land-grant trophy well, against the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, ugliest trophy in sports? I love it no matter what. Uh, what time is this game going to be played? Again, this looks like a noon Eastern. Could be 3.30 because keep in mind, final game of the season, Ohio State and Michigan is going to be locked into a big noon kickoff. 
if there are any Big Ten East uh, stipulations on the line, Penn State could very well be in a 330 time slot. And I'm just assuming that if there are Big Ten East division circumstances on the line, uh, I would imagine that Penn State's probably involved in that somehow. So I think that a 330 kickoff, it would be kind of like what we saw, I think, in 2016 when Ohio State and Michigan played at noon and Penn State and Michigan State started their game and they knew the result of that game and they knew that they had to beat Michigan State in order to clinch a spot in the Big Ten East. Could we see that happen again? I don't know. It's going to be a different atmosphere because they'll be on the road this time. But I do think uh, there's there's some mixed opinions about Michigan State right now. But I think just because Ohio State and Michigan are playing at noon, I think that almost guarantees that this is a 3.30 game for Penn State and Michigan State. I don't think they're going to have Penn State playing at the same time as Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, I certainly don't think they would put uh, this game up against Ohio State and Michigan on Fox. This is a 3.30 game written all over it. Mark it down, folks. Mark your calendars. Mark your Start making your plans for November. I just gave you a, a couple noon games and a couple 3.30 games for the month of November. I think we are all set. Obviously, when the schedules are updated, we will continue to reflect on that and kind of update some of the schedule stuff we have over on NittanyLionsWire.com. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. But of course, make sure you check out all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. He's going to update you on all the latest news in every major sport. And lots of stuff going on in the NBA right now. Peter Bukowski is going to have you covered with the help of local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, when you do that, make sure you're following Locked On Nittany Lions and check out Locked On Big Ten, all the other great Big Ten shows as well. Lots of stuff to keep you occupied. We're covering all your favorite teams here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can get them all through the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews coming in. Take a screenshot of them. Tweet them to us at Locked On Nittany. You can also share them with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and on Twitch at Locked On Nittany. I am Kevin McGuire, your host here and the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. I've also got a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire if you want to check that out as well. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.